When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Welcome along to episode number 81 of the Bitterhead Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan here with you this week, and this week I am delighted to be joined by Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are you? Great, Ronan, thanks. Donald Kelly, how are you? Fantastic, Ronan, top of the world, thank you. And Sean Dunn, Sean, how are you? All good, Ronan. So this week we will look back on the last two games, we will look back on the Dundalk away fixture on Friday night and... As we record on Tuesday, last night's game at home to Derry City. As well as that, we have cases of the White Hag to give away from the games. And as well as that, we will discuss the latest news, uh, including the Sligo Rovers women's team who wrap up their season this coming Saturday. And we will give you just a little few more, de- little reminder, a few more details about the end of year awards night, which takes place on. Friday night before the St. Pat's game, and then we'll look ahead to the St. Pat's game, uh, as I mentioned, takes place on Friday night. So, we'll start off now, lads, with the Dundalk game. Jerry, I'll start with you. It was a, a 3-3 draw. Um, it was, I suppose, you could say it was disappointing to draw in the end, but there was certainly plenty of positives to take from that performance. Yeah, loads of positives. Um, it was a really good game, really entertaining. Um, I think if you had that, like in a say in a Premiership type stadium, it would have looked even better. You know the backdrop of the crowd and and the stadium and all that. It was it was really really end to end game and it was really open. In fairness, um, I like the way uh, Russell has approached the last few games as well. It seems to be all about um, you know uh, being consistent and maintaining the the levels of performance. Like the, there's no sign of um, of uh, you know, back and off or anything like that. If you like, if you look at the last three games, we could have come out easy enough with with nine points. Uh, unfortunately, what it's only only five. But yeah, it's it's it was really really good positive game. Uh, really open. Yeah, so, but look, I think when you're three two up away from home in the ninety second minute to concede, then it's always a kick in the the relics, isn't it? And Donald, we'll start off with the first goal. I suppose went one 0 up the. The corner came in. I think it was Adam McDonald at the corner, and uh, it was Caelan Bardock actually that came on. That came, got the header in, hit the post, and Frank was there to hit it in. Yeah, look, I, I, it was great. Uh, again, great to see us, and even let great to see us threatened from a set piece. Uh, something maybe we were talking about earlier in the season, but uh, it looks like it's something that uh, the John Russell has been working with the, with the team, and uh, definitely. Uh, they got the fruits for their labour uh, on on Friday night. Uh, yeah, uh, frankly, back had a, another major contribution on uh, on Friday night. It was a great game. Fairness, the whole team, the whole midfield, it's all excellent. And uh, some of the passes of play were, were really, really good. A couple of soft goals and, and some fantastic goals with Fairness and Dundalk as well. I think their 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 first equalizer was a stunning strike. Like, but um, I thought it was a great game of football. The Dundalk seemed to score twice. I felt against Dundalk playing. Oh, of course, I, I'd be slightly biased anyway, but <laughs> slightly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really I enjoyed it. Uh, as I say, I think like like what Jerry was saying there, you really can't uh, question the the players' commitment. Is they, they really like for two dead rubber games? They've, they've been fantastic. The last the last couple of games, they really are trying to finish the season strongly, and it's a credit to them and a credit to the manager, uh, to their mentality and. Uh, Fair play to them, like, um, but over. No, I thought it was a really good performance. Um, yeah, overall, very good. Yeah. And just to come in there, it was really, uh, you know, like the last few games always have been dead rubber, but um, it was. I was really surprised uh, by how much 
how much there was in attendance last night for the Derry game was a really good turnout for a, a miserable Monday night with, with nothing to play for. So it was great to see uh, the fans out, out in, out in voice. And the other thing I'd have to say on that as well, like the uh, Tracy Avenue stand are an absolute, people would be giving out about people in the stand being moaning and bitching and crying and all that. But my God, this season and even last night, like the, the amount of times they were singing was unbelievable. You know, it was a nil all game on a Monday night, nothing to play for. And they were getting behind the, the team and they were singing. And, you know, that's fantastic. Like, um, really, really unusual to see. Like, There's been a change of culture in that stand. What? There's been a change of culture in that stand. Yeah, there seems to be, which is yeah. fantastic. Like, And do you know what it stems back from is the Derry game. Is the, the first game on the Russell. Right. It came alive that night. And since then, it's all it's because that's what I said for every game, and it, it keeps happening every game now. It seems yeah. to be continuous. It's great, it is good because it was noted for being full of moaners and begrudgers, basically. You yeah. know, even though I was sitting in it myself, it was. And but there's a, actually a far more positive attitude coming out of that stand this season, which is great, great to hear. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's you know, sometimes as well, um, it's probably pissing the mo the the I suppose the um. The ultra mourners is probably pissing them off even more, which is great. That's that's fucking even better, isn't it? The so, uh, I, 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 a lot of that is, that's down to players, like like fans feed off the energy yeah. that, that that the players are giving them. When you when you understand and you can see players giving hundred percent, like you're going to get behind them, do kind of way. And then of course it's supposed to symbiotic. The players feed off the energy the fans are giving them as well. So yeah, yeah. it's a give and take situation, don't it? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And even sometimes looking back on the season there, like there was one or two times, I can remember one time specifically when Bulger, I think it was, went to play the ball back in the last couple of minutes or last few minutes of the game. And the the crowd over there, like, you know, put it forward. Like you can still be, you can still be, you know, maybe critical, but constructive. And I, that, that was where, you know, a, a thousand or fifteen hundred people in the stand, like changed the pattern of play in terms of, you know, we knocked it forward and we actually scored from that. Yeah. So it's not about like happy, clappy hands. It's like, as you're saying, like the crowd feeds off the players and vice versa. And like, I just say it's just, it's amazing. It's, it's really so well done. Um, and just further as well, then just on the fours of lads last night as well, just the, the, um, the tribute they paid to Steve Burks um, was really, really, you know, top class, um, gesture uh, so I didn't actually realise myself but Steve Burks is, is quite ill uh, in England so um, and I, I was talking to Sean Merta there and they sent photos over to, to Steve last night to show him the display and you know Steve was saying like you know a broad tear to his eye and it's something that he really wants to he wants to fight the illness and, and one of the things on his bucket list is to come back uh, back to Sligo I think he's 50 next year so please God that will um that he'll, he'll succeed in that 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 wish and but you know those little things as well from from the supporters again on a wet crappy Monday night like they're thinking about others which is you know fantastic uh, and just shows you you know uh, the ethos and, and the culture of the club that uh, you know we never forget uh, a player and you know player fights for us and we always fight for them back and respect them absolutely Jerry especially for a player like Berksy it's nearly Jesus, how many? It's 20 odd years since he played for the club. More. Yeah. You know, he's well, mid 90s, maybe. Yeah. 97. You know, that would mean a lot to him to receive something like that. It was a top class gesture on behalf of the lads. So it wasn't, I suppose, big for everyone, don't we? Send our best wishes to Berksy. Yeah. Absolutely. Warrior on the pitch for us. Absolutely. Always wore his heart on the sleeves. Yeah. And left everything on the pitch. And, you know, he's still a fan's favourite, a cult, a cult figure. Um, he was a real skipper, shot. wasn't he? When you yeah. when you when you mold a skipper in your head, you mold Steve Burks. That's yeah. that style of midfielder and everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. Class Twenty time. odd years, thirty years ago, like you know, he's still. Uh, and again, like a lad that came over from, from uh, I think around the Midlands in England. Like you know, it's not like he was, uh, you know, a fella from around the corner or you know in the next county or whatever like that. You know, he came over here. Let's just say, give give it everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's all you can ask for. And when you do that, you're you're always going to be remembered, and, and vice versa. 
I'm going back to the Dundalk game, Sean. I'm going off on a complete tangent there. Sorry, just, <laughs> I didn't want to leave that out. Going back to the Dundalk game, Sean, I suppose we kind of touched on the two Dundalk goals, but like we can touch now on the on Aidan Keane's goal. Um, once again, like it's just, you know, ridiculous. I know what kind of word you describe it as. It's, look, uh, can I touch on the Dundalk? Uh, it's okay, isn't it, this... Scores yeah. their first one. The square. Uh, Lewis, Lewis, Alfie Lewis. Lewis. Sorry, Alfie Lewis, Alfie Lewis. That's so preventable though, and that really, really annoyed me. So they, it's like that's a great goal, that's a great finish, but the lead up to that is uh, it's really poor on our behalf. So it is. Paddy Kirk shrieks out of a tackle, then Robbie Burton shrieks out of a tackle. Colin Horgan's clearance, he puts it back into a danger area. All he has to do is put his boot through it, which I'm really surprised at him for. It was just it was really that was just really disappointing for me and lays back and you can't take anything away from the finish. It's unbelievable, but it's just the little things leading up to it that we just need to be better at and can need to continue improving in those situations because that has happened a little bit too often for me this season, where we just haven't been strong enough in a tackle leading up to a goal, and it's we we let teams in a little bit too easily, and just it is preventable and it is something that players need to take on board themselves and be a little bit more confident a little bit more aggressive and just try and edge that out of their game of just been a little bit too naive really and truly but apart from that yeah we'll go on to a happier thing in terms of Aiden Keane and what a goal what a, what close control even the lovely little link up play with uh, Fitzgerald that little one-two in around the, around the edge of the area, and he brings it in. He beats two players then inside the box when the box is absolutely full of people, yeah. and then the finish then on top of it was uh, kind of Paddy Paddy McCourt-esque yeah, goal, wasn't it? Actually, that's great description, Jerry. That's exactly what it is because it's that real tight, close control, and it's just nearly shaking the hips and heading away. It's he's got everything in his locker. He he surprises you. He nearly comes up with something new every every week. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus, you didn't think he has that in him. Like, fair in mind, he plays as a number 10 for us as well. You know what I mean? And he's got a great pass on him, a good true ball. His work rate is exceptional, unbelievable finisher. And now all of a sudden, he's an unbelievable dribbler. (laughs) (laughs) There is no end to his talent. Like, the lad is 22 years of age. It's He's incredible. He genuinely is incredible. Uh, Like, that goal the other night, I wouldn't, maybe not goal of the season, but it's... Jesus, not far off it, I'd say, just for technical ability alone. Yeah, it was a real, a real joy to watch. And I suppose just going back to you know the goals that we did concede, you know, that like when we score goals like that, it makes it more frustrating than when you concede soft goals on the other side of it. It kind of undoes yeah. the magic. Um, look, and I'm sure the players know that themselves, the likes of, you know, Kirk uh, and one or two others that probably we know they can do better. Like, you know, there's... Kirk was probably one of the best tacklers uh, in, in the league. Like when, uh, yeah. when, he, when he goes one of the hardest, ta- one of the hardest tacklers. As yeah, well. yeah. <clears throat> so it's kind of a bit, yeah. I'm sure. Look, he's disappointed too. It's kind of, um, and then the, the way where Horgan clears the ball, it's just kind of, you know, he kind of swung a leg at it and he it teed up for for Alfie Lewis and look, it was a, a great finish. And I suppose it was just, you know, you, you have to take your hat off to the to the midfielder as well. Yeah, 100%. But then like, you move on to their second goal again. And again, it comes down to a little bit of naivety on my, in my view. Like, there's a situation there where, where Hauga's out at the... Hauga, whatever you pronounce his second name, where he's kind of out at the sideline. Yes, he's making ground, but he's not. hasn't made real ground yet. And McDonald is on him. And he's just in an area, just beyond the halfway line, but far enough away from the 18-yard line where he's not really causing any damage and it's the perfect place to foul him. Mm. You're not really going to overpower him. He's a big, strong lad. He's going to muscle you off the ball. So your best option is just drag him down. Take your yellow card if you have to. Chances are you probably won't want to get a yellow card in the League of Ireland. That's how inconsistent the referees are. So you have a chance. It's just take him down and prevent that and let your, let your back four regroup. Pull in your, your centre midfielders and everything and prepare yourself to deal with the set piece. We've been decent with dealing with set pieces. So we should be confident in them situations. So I just think, all in all, we've got to be a little bit more snide as well. Can't be all nicey-nice on the pitch. You need to be a little bit of assholes at times. And 
just I was surprised at McDonald because he's got that little bit in him as well. And I thought, you know, maybe trying to be too honest winning the ball back. Sometimes you have to admit to yourself, right, he's got the better of me here. Take him out. Yeah. And, you know, let yourself regroup and get another shot at it again. And like that, again, it's preventable. And they go on, look, it's a good finish after that again. But again, it's it's another one that's preventable. And the equal, the I suppose the to go three two up then as well was you know was huge. Max Mash's goal and don't like it was another. It was a great finish. It was a different type of finish, but it was still a great finish. Yeah, it was. It was a great finish. And again, like I suppose, just silliness, maybe sloppiness at the back, maybe a lack of concentration then afterwards. But I mean, like Max Matt again, he's been another. Like he's he's popped up with a lot of important goals this season, a lot of big goals, and uh, like I think he's going to be a player that's going to grow the next season for us. Um, but uh, just b- before that, I have to say that I thought uh, uh, for his first full game, we thought Kilbert had a great game as well. Um, he was uh, he was exceptional on the night, and and on stage like that, a team that are pushing, I suppose, that are that are that are fighting for a win. He didn't look he didn't look out of place one bit, and. Uh, uh, give him credit because uh, it was a big game for him and a big occasion for him but uh, no there were three great goals I suppose three soft enough goals uh, to concede as well but this one is and I have a quiz question now for you lads I was looking up and re- researching today uh, the last Sligo Rovers player to score over 16 league goals in the season 16 goals or more oh, correct Jerry what year oh what year what are we? What year are we in now? Twenty twenty two. Um, twenty fourteen. No. Who was it, Jerry? Owen Doyle. Did I not get Owen Doyle or no? I'm no good with years, but I'd say it was Owen Doyle. Or... Oh. What year was it, Ron? Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Fuck yeah. Yeah, the year we won the cup, all right. You bet. Harry Litherland's uh, all time record that year. There you go. That was that was a record from something like back in the nineteen thirty seven, thirty eight, or something like that. And Jerry does not have the book of history in front of him, people. You're, you're like, <laughs> that's clearly that's off the top of his head. Yeah. You're, like, you're like a Jimmy McGee over there, George Swear. No, at the year the year Park Hammond, the I know I probably said this before, but uh, the year Park Hammond. He was he was all out for for being top scorer in the league, and I had twenty euro <coughs> twenty euro on him. He's twenty five to one, and uh, even before he signed for Packers Freer, remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah. He was still he was still he was top scorer. I think maybe until about three games, three games left. I forget what well, probably was Gary Tweed would have been that team or something like that. That that uh, yeah, all of them. But uh, that was definitely a bet for me to cut away. Yeah, poor game that year. I thought Ammon got near twenty goals. Obviously not. Yeah. No, I don't think he did. Keena hit the. What's Keena hit now for the season? He's 16 in the league and 19 in all competitions, yeah. Yeah. That's some return. Be nice to get one more just to hit the 20. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But like his assists as well, he's got a fair few assists. Oh, yeah. You know, he's he's done a complete package this season, and that's an unbelievable return from someone that, you know, as I always say, just a lad from Falkirk. Yeah. Uh, you know that horrible insult that was thrown at him at the start of the season completely just washed I think away. You, you came up with that one, didn't you? That's Johnny Ward. Johnny Ward <laughs> came out and says that on the League of Ireland podcast. Just Did so he, yeah. just so <clears throat> Paul Kirk, yeah. That's what I mean. That's why I keep saying it to them on that on Twitter. Just, right. just annoyed them because that's, <laughs> they just refuse you, to do any research and look up on him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw away comments. There, like he's a tell you, like I have to say, he's one of the most honest players that I've seen in the program. Spent a long time, like he never, like he never stops. He, wor- he works as hard for for a fellow with nineteen goals. He's not, you know what I mean? Like he's everywhere. He's he's tackling. He's passing. He's pressing. Like I, I have to say, he's, he's a credit to himself as well. Like, hey, really, uh, it's, a, it's a joy to watch him play. Uh, He's uh, just like he's, he's just a real. He's a solid. I say he must be solid, solid. And I, I don't know, obviously, but uh, uh, but just but the way he plays football, he's just he's such an honest player. And uh, I know it's just I love I love watching him because uh, 
Like you just don't know as well. He's he's, that, he's something in him. You just don't know what he's going to do next. So his vision is class. Like he's everything, as you said, Tony. He's just he's everything. He's a, I know he's a really talented player. Perhaps. Yeah. No, he is. He's uh, the, the one, the one thing I like about him though as well is that he's very very rarely injured. Yeah. yeah. Very rarely injured. Um, like you see some fellas. I swear to God, they get a kick and they're straight away. Oh, I need to come off. You know. But no, no, in fairness, look, very early injured, very early comes off, gives everything right throughout the games, and then you've got defenders, even last night, like, they get a kick and straight away signal to come off, like, it's like, some of them are like fucking 12-year-olds, fucking get on with it, anyways, that's my two pence worth. <laughs> Before we go, I have one other thing to say, Ronan. <laughs> Um, one thing that's uh, actually I noticed there the last day, you know, Keith Ward obviously got the third goal. But I suppose if you go back maybe one, two, three, four seasons ago, uh, throughout the last four or five seasons, whatever the case may be, every other week we had X players scoring against us, right? And very rare now we have an X player scoring against us. Uh, I can't remember the last one before Keith Ward. I'm sure there's probably one or two. But my theory on that is that the league has changed in that we're no longer able really to uh, compete with other clubs for, for top, top players within the league. Um, and it's because of, in my opinion, it's because of wage inflation. Um, it's, you know, it's getting harder and harder to get and it's not it's not an excuse or anything like that, but at the end of the day, players want they're it's all about the bucks, uh, and it's getting harder for us to compete. And I think as you go forward, as we go forward, you'll see less and less ex players scoring against us because in Sligo we've some obsession about oh ex player, ex player, ex player. Don't hear it so much anymore. And I just think it's because the league is changing, wage inflation has taken over, um, and I think you'll see us kind of. And we said it before, probably going abroad for, for players because uh, it's just getting very, very difficult. To, like even today, the great chairman was on about in 2024, they're going full-time. So it's going to get probably harder to attract those players. But look, at them, they have to want to play for us. Good luck. Jerry, would it be a case as well, maybe where longer contracts have finally come into League of Ireland, where it's not players just been tied down for a year anymore. So the constant rotation of players throughout yeah. the league isn't happening as much. Whereas you look yeah. at... Even look at our, our successful period. There was no one tied down nearly on two-year deals. Every year, even though we were winning cups and won a league, and you were still waiting, who's signing at the end of this season? They could still yeah. go elsewhere. And it only started changing then when McGuinness and Quigley actually left us that time. And they yeah. signed two-year deals with Shams, and everyone couldn't believe this, this big these big contracts that were being handed out. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. So there's rest, less rotation of players, like, you know, it was like a merry-go-round. Yeah, and yeah. I think as well, probably because obviously we were successful and we were able to attract a few Dublin players in that area. But even prior to that, uh, during uh, Owen Harry's time, like there were all dubs that were with us uh, and they had absolutely no uh, interest in being here. And they couldn't wait, back to, wait to get back to Dublin. And then at that point, it was like a merry-go-round. So you had... Say going back to Ward, you know, he played for Bowes and Dalk. Uh, I don't know if he was with Pats or whatever, but you know that kind of way. So yeah. the likelihood is what that was a case of where experts would score against you. Whereas now, I think through wage inflation and what you're saying, Sean, that's happening less likely. And I think you'll see us probably trying to bring in the likes of Frank Vivac, who's a, a really top quality player. Uh, but you're getting you're getting a good player for. For, for normal money um, and at the end of the day you know look we don't have the money to be throwing two three grand a players a week um, we're just simply not in that and we probably just need to be more clever is what we, yeah. we spoke about before just on Levac as well I just want to get in my Frank Levac appreciation minute uh, <laughs> every week but again go back to that Dundalk game like he's walking away from that game with a goal and an assist you know, yeah, it's his numbers since he's come in have been incredible. They have for someone who just signed in July and settled into the league and everything. Like again, his work rate as well in what's classed as a dead rubber game, it's unbelievable. He's he's winning, he's back winning the ball at the edge of the six yard area at one point. He's involved in the attack two seconds later. He's he's relentless. 
he's he's a player that's grown an awful lot. He's got his goal. He's like he's, he's, he's every week, every game. He's just developing more and more. And uh, like he's another player I'm really looking forward to seeing next season because uh, again, a really honest guy and uh, obviously clearly talented as well. So. Um, he's one tough word for next season. Super yeah. attitude. Yeah, super uh, attitude, Jerry. And seems to have bought into the place as well. Yeah. I just no, notice little things like on the pitch, whenever a player does something something good on the pitch or tries something, you know, real positive, he's one of the first to congratulate a player, run over and give them a wee fist bump or something like that. He's a real squad. He's a real team player. I'd say he's a brilliant lad to have in the dressing room. Doesn't seem to be a nastiness about him. He's not crying at lads all the time he's constantly yeah. encouraging he's positive everything he does is positive on the pitch even when he makes a mistake he's always apologising probably too nice at times maybe but uh, yeah. he, he just does seem to have the right attitude and it just it pays off in the right areas that you know because he was written off far too quickly by a lot of people so is the way it's just yeah. that's the way things are these days you know you don't score a hat in your first game, right? Yeah, look, you can. Or, you know, I know it's an extreme exaggeration. But no, but but Jerry, Jerry, you can bring it to, as I like to bring it back to the highest level at times because the comparisons really are the same in in, in terms of football. Like people were writing Ireland Haaland off after a Community Shield game because he didn't score. They're saying, "Oh, he won't fit in in England." Now he's tearing the league apart. Yeah, you know, people are just too quick. Just let someone settle down and let them play their game. Yeah. Let them adapt to their scenery, surroundings, everything. There's, there's so many factors in joining a football club that have to come together and they do take time. So, and Frank is just the perfect example of just giving someone some time. And even it's it's testament now to, to Russell's recruitment in the offseason. As we said before, he's gone and got these players. So have faith in who he goes and gets because he's obviously got an eye for a player. Robbie Burton's the same. I hope the club can do everything in their power to get that man signed up because in the last two games as well, he's been outstanding. Yeah. Absolutely. Another front. Like, there was one pass here last night, uh, was signed over us. But Burton's vision as well, he is quality dance. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, fantastic opener too. He was excellent as well. Both games actually he was very, very good, I thought. And uh, yeah, I agree, Sean. If we, if we could hold on to him at all, uh, that would be the, the, the greatest uh, foundation for, uh, for next season, yeah. Some people are kind of saying, oh, sure, it's not a full-strength Derry team. But, like, to my mind, to be honest, like, it just showed, yesterday showed that we can still mix it with the teams, you know, even though there's all this talk about Derry, but we're well able to match it, like. Yeah, well, look, it wasn't a full-strength side or old team either. You know, how many have we had through injury? I think it was six or seven. Um, so, look, you can only play what's in front of you. And I don't know. Look, Derry, Derry have... Uh, Fairly big squad now with a lot of quality, and um, I suppose the beauty about having a big squad is that you can bring in guys that are uh, equal to what they're replacing. And I think suppose there's an element of that with us now, and we're starting to see that too. You know, like we've had six or seven injured for the last three games, three four games, and the guys that have come in have been every bit as good as the guys that were replaced. So it just shows you again, it goes back to patience and and time. And I, I do genuinely look. I do genuinely believe if we can, if we can hold on to ninety percent of the players for next season, um, and add three, four, five, I think we'll definitely be up there in terms of Europe again, hundred percent. And you know, at the end of the day, nobody, no, it's not, no team is that far far ahead of anybody else in the League of Ireland. I know Shams are dominating and they'll be red hot favourites to win the league again. And same with Derry. But if you can unearth three or four absolute diamonds, there's nothing to say that you can't you can't give it a right good lash. Do you know that kind of way? Um so yeah, I I'd be I'd be very, very positive and uh We've yeah, unearthed three to, this year. What? We've unearthed three already yeah. this season in Keena, Burton and Levac. Yeah. And yeah, sorry, I, even Mada, there's another one. Yeah. Like, and I, I'd agree with Donald, as Donald pointed out earlier. I think Mada's going to go on another level again next year. Like, Mada's only 21, he's still only a kid. He's like a, because I think his size put, deceives people, and you think he's a lot older than he is, even the way he plays his football. He's yeah. still only very young. Yeah, and we brought through three lads from the academy as well. You know, we brought through uh, 
McNicholas, uh, Clancy and Barlow. Um, yeah. I like Clancy came on the last two games, last two or three games, and he was exceptional. You would you like you would not know that he is uh, an under nineteen player. Mm. You would not know. Obviously, <laughs> same with Barlow, bags of class, and um, with McNicholas as well. Like he he's obviously a really really good goalkeeper. He has all the attributes. He's got the height. He's got the presence. He's got he's unbelievable with his feet. Um, you know, he's still a bit to go, but again, not many, he's not he's not an under twenty one international for nothing. Jerry again, you know, he's nineteen. Nineteen, yeah. He's come in at an awful pressure point in terms of replacing McGinty and the time of the season. It wasn't like that he could kind of play his way into it. Uh, yeah, he's made a few mistakes, but I'm sure he learned from that. So there's three to four unbelievable players that we've unearthed from, say, abroad. Um, and then there's three or four unbelievable academy players that are coming through. So there's a lot to be positive about. Sorry. Uh, yes, no, just uh, when, when you're talking about uh, Luke McNicholas, I just uh, has, to, has to mention as well, I think Richard Bush has been exceptional. Oh, I, yeah, I, I wrote that down. Right. Because he has, like, I mean, he was fantastic last night. The, and he's the, the ancient. Moment, yeah, huh? And he's ancient as well, like. He's so old. Yeah. I, think he's, I think he's nearly 47 or 48. But <laughs> 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 uh, he's been fantastic. He's been, and, and even at the start, I forget what game was. Start, was, was he, did he play in, um, it was Durryway anyway. He played, uh, he was Durryway maybe. Uh, draw it away as well. I think he plays. He played, he, he's had plenty of clean sheets this season. Like, uh, he's done very well since he's come in. And, oh, he's and been brilliant. His distribution, his distribution, like Jason, it's, it's approved. <laughs> took a couple of years to get here, but uh, he's, it's, it was it was good last night. Anyway. The master yeah. of the drop kick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst um, in the league will ever do it. Not like Mar Brushy. He's brilliant. <laughs> Rushy's a great lad and a great lad to have around the dressing room as well. Yeah. yeah. And I know even Ed McGinty and everything has spoken really highly of Rushy and what he adds off the pitch and the guidance he's given and coaching as well to the younger goalkeepers. He's, he's a credit and hopefully he's kept around the club for a lot longer as well because guys like that are very hard come by. Is like Benjamin Button? Absolutely is though. In fact, yeah. Like you can bear in mind like Rushy had a stroke. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. He he came back from a stroke and is still playing in the top level in Ireland. Yeah. Like that's no joke. Like the yeah. man deserves huge credit. You know he's had a, and he's had an excellent career. Yeah, you know he's played he's played conference league as well with uh, Europa League. Sorry, with Chams as well. He he was their number one goalkeeper in uh, White Hart Lane. But every time he goes, we always win something. There's right, something bro. in that, isn't there? Brushy, fuck that. <laughs> 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 I, I think uh, Brushy is probably time to retire now. This time, you know? <laughs> he's like uh, he's like the fellow from the old that's uh, that John Kilburn got the one in Northern Ireland. Is Brushy not number two when we win the league? No. No, Karen Kelly was was he not? You're right, Joe. Yeah, I think was Karen not gone then? No. Oh, maybe he was. Um, I have Kieran Kelly's cup final shirt here. Bring him there and ask him. For all the but, uh, audio listeners, uh, Jerry is getting the shirt. Yeah, he's gone disappearing there. <laughs> but um, but just Tom McNicholas as well is. Um, oh no, that's, that's Kieran Kelly's um, league shirt. I think. Nah, right. Yeah. So that's the end of that. Yeah, but well, now I still could be wrong, but I'm nearly sure it is. No, that is that's the league. A few <laughs> this is great audio for all. It, be, the it fucking it better because I paid a hundred or two hundred quid or something like that for it. So if if he wasn't, someone called me. One of those auctions half cut. That's John Kelly's jersey. He was the kit, um, kit man that year. Yeah, John <laughs> Kelly from Grange. <laughs> um, but just on McNicholas as well, though, I think people need to remember when Ed McGinty came into the team first. He was he was far from exceptional. He was very very mistake prone. There was a yeah. lot of mistakes in Ed. He was still learning his game. But I think people forget is that we went from a six foot five Mister Soft who couldn't save anything to save his life in Beanie to Ed McGinty. So it was actually a step up, you know. And Ed McGinty was still only a child. I think Ed was seventeen when he came into the first team then. So, but whereas McNicholas has gone from 
he's gone to replacing the best goalkeeper in the league by a yeah. million miles, which is a very hard thing to do as a young lad, even though he's had his first time experience up the, up the north and done very well by all accounts. I didn't see too much of him up there. But, uh, you know, to come back down then and replace Aid and it, replace him in the middle of a season, in the middle of a European run, that Aid's coming off the back of basically securing our place in the next round of Europe. It's off his back that we're there. So there's there's so much expectation coming in and so much pressure put on McNicholas. It was it was always going to be hard. It was always going to be a lose lose situation, unless he just went and repeated what I'd done, which was near impossible. So I think also I think give Luke time. I honestly think the injury is nearly the best thing to happen to him this season. It's taken him out of the limelight. They can let him get his head focused, get him set for preseason, and then come back in as your number one. I believe he'll be number one next year. I don't think that's even in question. I'd be surprised if we bring in another goalkeeper. But I think just like that, he needs the backing of the fans. Stick with him. He's As Jerry's already pointed out, he's not an under-21 and consistently an under-21 international for the crack when there's so many players available to pick from. They're not lacking in that department. He's there for a reason. So trust in him and back him. Right, lads, we move on to the news and there's only one place to start. Uh, with the news that Caelan Barlow has extended his contract until the end of the 2025 season. So, Jerry, it's it's a great bit of news and uh, something that, you know, I suppose from your your own point of view, kind of a former Marvel player, you know, he's he's going from strength to strength. He is, surely, yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm the treasurer for Marvel, uh Merv United, UTEF, AFC. So I was actually looking at the accounts today and uh, his name popped up because we got, you know, the development fee um, from. So that was that was really, really good. Now, it wasn't a huge pile of money, but um, yeah. It's, it's 500,000, Jerry. No. <laughs> it was only a three-figure fee, but um, no, it was, it was interesting just to kind of see that today. But uh, yeah, look, it's great. Um you know, he's got so much so much ability, so much talent. Um, I think he's done the right thing by signing a new contract, just get that set get that sorted, get settled, you know, keep doing what he's doing. Like, you know, um he's starting to start games now and and stuff like that. So look, he's he's one of our own. So we're all absolutely gagging for him to do well, you know. Um I think you know, there's every 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 club loves one of their own being successful. Um but like I suppose at the end of the day as well with Kayla now is that he's a great opportunity to make a great career for him himself. And he'll always you know, in forty years time there'll still be fellas talking about him. Do you know that kind of way? And that's a lovely thing as well, to be kinda well known of and well thought of within your own town and you know, it's such a football town and you know, like it's a, you know, he's only starting out in his career, but he'll still always have a legacy of being one of our own in playing for our own team, and that's for me, that's a lovely thing. And Donald, I, yeah, it's a as Jerry mentioned there, we've seen him start the last two games, but anytime he's featured, you know, it's it makes had a positive impact on, on every game that he's featured, no matter how big or small stage, and even uh, was it. Uh, the Motherwell game, the in the showgrounds, like he came on, he came on. Uh, I mean, like, and that's a pressure cooker of, of a game to come in. And he came on, he got on the ball, he actually gave us a bit of composure uh, in that game when he came on. He started using the ball wisely and just like stirring, just a couple of simple passes and, and give us a bit of control back in the game again. Like you, you can see it in him, and the, like dead balls, fantastic delivery of dead ball, a great free kick taker. He's in all fast strings to his ball, and um, I like again the future is bright. There's there's so much to look forward to for next season. I'm I'm really excited for next season, and certainly Barrow is 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 definitely one of the lads that I'm I'm really looking forward to. I think he's 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 a big career ahead of him as well. Yeah, yeah. And Sean, yeah, I think just reiterate what all, what the boys have already says there. I think. We're running out of the superlatives now for Barlow at this stage. We'll always talked about him this season. I think, you know, that's all he's done is provided, as as Donald says, there are positive impacts throughout his time now this season. 
I said it a few weeks back that, and I'll I say it again now that I think next year he'll be in line for player young player of the year, not just for our club but I think for the whole league. I think he's that good, and I think he's going to make that big of an impact on the team. I think he's going to be up there because what he has in talent, he doesn't lack in confidence either. And I don't mean that in a negative way, in a, re- in a really positive way. He backs himself one hundred percent, and you need that in a player. Yeah, so, you know, it's great to see that that confidence. I think. Yeah, and uh, it's not to be mistaken with cockiness. No, but yeah, I think I think we don't have enough. Like as people from say. Sligo or, or the Northwest or anything like that it's not really it's not really a, a natural um, a natural thing within our set our psyche or our mentality no we it's kinda, not a trait that we carry too often yeah like especially we, we, on a bigger stage yeah we, we, we you know we like say like Cork people they think they're fucking unbelievable mm-hmm. and I love that I think yeah. that's the best thing and I think we undersell ourselves a, a lot of the time as people uh, we don't back ourselves enough, and I, I think it's fantastic to see a young fella coming through there with you know a level of confidence that he has in his own ability, and it's not about cockiness or anything like that. He's just confident in his own ability, and you can even see it in the wee tricks and things he does throughout the game now as well. These little, little, uh, you know, you know, he knows how to manipulate the game in terms of you know, I don't know, it's simple things like of wasting time or. You know, maybe a little bit of the dark arts. He even realizes that at this age, you know, whereas you don't usually have that. In a, but not, it's not so obvious that he comes across as like a prat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he's got a great understanding of the overall game and everything that makes up the game. And it's not just all about, you know, pretty passes or he knows when to, you know, the last few games seems kind of leaving his foot in a couple of times. He's getting away with it. He's kind of playing on the on the edge all the time. There's yeah. an exciting element to him, I suppose. Um, maybe I'm kind of rambling here, but no, just... no, not at all, Jerry. And uh, there's an aspect of it as well that, um, or an example, should I say, it's from last season, is when Johnny Kenny played his first game against Dundalk. Yeah, and he he went into a tackle with that Bam Bam Bigelow fucking lookalike that was playing centre half for Dundalk last yeah. year. And he squ- he jumps up and he squares up to him. Yeah. And I was just like, because ah, I was even worried about him going into the game. I was like, nah, this young lad is fine. He's arrived. He's here. He's yeah. he's at home in the first team. And Barlow has had that this season. Yeah, as well. just he hasn't, Yeah, he has not backed out of one challenge. And even at that, he's squaring up to lads. And I love that. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to see is a young fella streaking away. Get involved. Get stuck in. Let them know you're there. Don't let them know that they can yeah. bully you. Yeah, I suppose what I'm trying to say. He could look like a man on the pitch. Yeah, there's an there's an element of cuteness to him. Yeah, do do you know what I mean? Like he has that kind of awareness, Um, and he, in my opinion, he has he has the the full package. You know, and he has that little bit of explosiveness, like with the ball too. Like you know, so yeah, and and I think he's been well managed by Russell as well so far. I think even last night, um, you know, he gets that yellow card in the first half. It's a silly kind of a tackle, whatever yeah, yeah. This, that happens. Russell takes him off at halftime. He protects him. He doesn't allow him, especially on the back of signing his new contract and everything. The last thing he'd want is going to a stupid second yellow and get sent off. And it puts a dampener on things. Take him out of the limelight. Doesn't need to be there. That's grand. You've had your first half. You've done well. Don't worry about it. Move on to the next game. He'll start against Pats. Right, lads, move on a bit more to a bit more news, Jerry. Uh, Friday night is the last home game against St. Pat's. And the previous weeks, we've been talking about kind of events, I suppose, before the game and after the game. And it's kind of, you know, just finalizing the last few details before Friday night. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a bit of work to do now during the week just to get things set up and that. Um, so, yeah, all hands to the pump, but uh, really looking forward to it. So we'll be kicking off at half six on um, Friday evening. Um, so make sure that you get get there early. Um, I think if there's any football on TV, we'll, we'll have that up as well on, on the screen. Uh, not sure if there is any games, but if there are, we'll, we'll, we'll put it up. Um, yeah, so, you know, come into the grounds. It's the last game of the season. Can't believe it's the last game. Even my kids were saying it to me today that they've never seen the season go as quick as as this one, uh, even though we've had extra games to Europe and that, but uh, 
Yeah, kicking off six thirty. Um, then ha- you know, right up till about eleven o'clock, we'll have the the awards then around maybe tennis, and um, so that should be good. We will have the first team in. Um, they'll be there and they'll be having a, a few beers and stuff like that as well. So it'll be a really good, good. There will be a really good atmosphere and a really nice occasion. And uh, I think it's important as well to market because I know we didn't qualify for Europe this year, but like. Uh, there's never been a better season in terms of European uh, ventures and things like that. So it'd be nice to get the gang, get the gang back together <laughs> for one last hurrah this season. Um, yeah, so really looking forward to it. Hopefully everybody comes along and, and enjoys it. And Donald, the Sligo women's team, it's the last men's home game of the season. It's actually the last women's game on Saturday. We'll touch on that briefly. Um, I suppose, yeah, it, the season comes to an end and there's been plenty of highlights to look back on from the women's season. Yeah, well, certainly individually, I suppose, there's the, the, the obvious in, uh, in uh, Emma and uh, uh, Pixie. Uh, and like a few of the girls they were getting international follows, which is fantastic. Some great wins, some big performances, some uh, great moments, some great goals uh, for first for first season for the senior ladies team, it was absolutely fantastic. The the the, the couple of games that I did get into, I really enjoyed. There was a few I, I wish I, I wish I did get to see more. And uh, any game that I got into in there, I really really did enjoy it. So it was a great um, a great first season and something really again positive to look forward to for for next season. I'm sure there'll be there'll be there'll be a few big names coming in and stuff like that. So. Um, or a few more uh, additions, and again, a, a, a season wiser. But I think uh, Steve Feeney's done a great job there, and uh, um, as I say, just more more to come for next season. I think we'll, we'll be um, probably a little bit more clever um, uh, next season, a bit more experienced, and uh, I would expect good things from from the from the days next next year. Yeah, definitely. And if you were to pick a a standout highlight. Of the season, uh, for me it was that uh, it was it was the goal. Emma Darty, uh, for me it was the one where she she kind of I think she won the ball back and she chipped the keeper. What, what game was that? Wexford, uh, the Wexford game, yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, I mean, if if you saw that in a in a in a match game of football, you'd be raving about it for for a long long time. That was one of the best goals that I've ever seen in programs. Uh, really, like just just. You know, like skill, determination, had it all in, in, in that short uh, section of play. And I like to throw as a, the more, hopefully we'll see plenty more of that next season. And I think Emma, she, she signed and she had a scholarship now with the, with the ATU. So we're going to see enough of that more of her next season too. And Jerry, I suppose it's been a, you know, as I mentioned to their drone, like plenty of highlights. And, you know, it's, it's the first season a team have been in the league, but. You know, it's 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 as Donna said, it's only going to go from strength to strength. You know, the way the club is going, um, you know, the backing is there, and you know that you'd hopefully now going into next season that the team will push forward once again. Uh look, it's been a phenomenal first season. Um, I don't think anybody would have thought it would go as well as as it did. Um. Loads of highlights through the season, even things like when games when we were beaten, like, you know, remember Emma Hansbury scoring an unreal free kick against Bowes and the Showgrounds. You know, there's even in defeat, there was loads of particular highlights. But the one thing going forward, I guess, is that the 17s and 19s have really performed well as also. Um, and like, they've been beating the likes of Piemont and... Um, DLR Wales and, and, and thing on a consistent basis. So I think we're only going to get better as as things go on. So look, I know it's a cliche, but the 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 future really is bright uh, for for women's football, and it's great to to see that we were one of the the first League of Ireland clubs to to get involved and to take it seriously. So there's a lot of clubs still uh, trailing in our in our in our wake. And just one other thing, who's to say that you know Emma Dory doesn't get to the World Cup? Um, you know, on, on form and goals, you know, you wouldn't put it beyond the realms of possibility of getting into the the squad. Just maybe, actually, I, maybe I'm wrong. 
I, I was just thinking there, Ron, as well. That game was uh, uh, two goals down against Shelburne. I think it was the first televised uh, Ladies League game as well. Am I right in saying that? The season, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we came back one three two. I mean that again yeah. I've already put on a show there as well, but that like like that itself and I just for an atmosphere for, for, for ladies game football there was there was young girls in the stand behind me and they got the whole crowd going like there was, there was you know there's a nice couple of hundred at the game. Again to show it the character they showed in that game, massive underlogs come back from two goals and, and uh, beat I suppose the team that was in the Champions League. Uh, three two. It, it goes to show the character of of uh, of and the fighting spirit of the girls and of the ladies. And uh, you know, I say plenty more to look for look forward to from them next season. Just just one other thing as well. Um, I put up uh, Twitter polls for men's senior player of the year and women's senior player of the year. I set the men's one for three days. Only set the ladies one for one day. That was that's the default. Uh, so kind of mess up there. But it was amazing to see that the women's poll had almost the exact same reaction as the, the men's poll. So it just shows you, you know, not everybody might have been to every single game, but they've been to enough games that they're, they know the players. They, do you know what I mean? With the, which is phenomenal, again, in itself, like um, that the, the players are so well known now at this point, um, which is great for them. It's great exposure and it's nice to be recognised. Absolutely. And we'll move on now, lads, to your scorecast time. Jerry, we had, as far as I'm aware, beer to give away from yeah. the both games or just the Derry game? Just the Derry game. Um, Connor's down twos. Uh, he's protesting. I'm not really sure what about. So, <laughs> so uh, no, I think just forgot to put it up for, for the, the UCD game. Um, not the UC, the Dundalk game. Uh, so for the Derry game, Tony McGarry won on Facebook for his nil all protection, and uh, unfortunately, Tony is uh, off the beer at the moment. So hopefully, that doesn't tempt him back, or he can give it to his brother Alan. Um, and then Joe McDwyer, uh, Joe's in Carrick, so he he also he predicted on uh. Twitter, you got Neil Lawl as well. So if the lads, we'll contact the lads to get their email addresses and uh, we'll send them out a, a box of air. I'm done, Right, let's move on now to the final part of this week's show. And it's the final men's home game of the season against St. Pat's on Friday. Jerry, it says, I suppose, would you say it's a chance to sign out in style, the home league games? I think this will be an extremely difficult game. I think it's going to be a really, really, really hard game um, against Pats because, look, um, two games left. They need to get as many points as they can from the two games to overtake Dundalk. So I think it's going to be a really, really difficult game. Um, but having said that, you know, again, we're playing on our home turf. So um, I, I can see us getting I can see us getting something from the game. Uh, I, I, I've a score in my head of two all. Um, so that's what I'm going to go for. Um, yeah, I think it'll be uh, an open game. I think it'll be similar enough to the to the, the Dundalk game. Well, we know what Donald's going to predict anyway. So is there any point? Well, I, I, I actually, it's always a point. I couldn't know. I'm I, 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 I actually going to shock here now. That's I, Jerry. I disagree with you. I actually think uh, I think the the bumper for Pats is first. Um, I think that's. Uh, they they were quite lucky there for an awful lot of games, but I think I think they're they're starting to wobble a little bit now, and I am fully confident that we're going to beat Pats six nil right now. Oh, fuck <laughs> <off>. <laughs> in, 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 do I do I this this is the for goal for Manchester? I think it's going to score. I reckon it's going to score about five right now. Bring it to twenty four goals for a season. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I actually, I, I do think that the the, the book is first a bit from that. I think yeah. they probably have overachieved with the season, um, and where they have got through the great, uh, the, we haven't uh, at at certain times. But I actually, I'm, I, I just, I think the shackles are off for playing nice football. Uh, we didn't concede. 
uh, we didn't concede last night, which I think was uh, I think was was a big thing as well. Um, last game of the season. Uh, one thing you can you can't say is that this this team has never let us down for for uh, for effort. And I do think they're going to put on a show on Friday night. And I'm fully confident that we are going to be passed. I don't know what score line is going to be. I certainly think we're going to beat them by at least two goals on Friday night. 1%. Very good. Um, I, I suppose, as well, one other thing is that um, I don't know which team I hate more. I hate all teams like that and Slide Rovers. But um, probably, ah, look, I don't hate I, I don't. I suppose I don't really hate them. But um, it's a difficult one, too, because... Um, do I want Stephen O'Donnell to qualify for Europe? Probably not. Um, so I kind of would probably prefer the lesser of two evils to see Pats uh, qualifying for Europe over over than Dog because of O'Donnell. He's, he's not a nice person. No. But we'd say. I agree with you there, Jerry. With O'Donnell. Yeah, uh, I I would uh, personally. It, it, there's some some grounds you go to, and you're kind of basically welcome. And it's certainly Richmond Park, to my mind, would be one of those grounds that the they're always you always get a decent weather there. Um, and th- as a club, I like Pat as a club. The, <clears throat> but uh, I still think we're going to beat them by at least two goals. <laughs> <laughs> That's good <quite> enough. <laughs> <laughs> And would you go for you go on, Paul? Yeah. Sorry, no. It's just like what's what's the situation now? You haven't I haven't looked at the league table. So who's in who's the fourth or what's the story? So the Dundalk, oh jeez, I can't see Dundalk today. Dundalk are ahead by two points. Right. I think I'll stop my head. No Dundalk being then on Friday night or this weekend. Um, who are Dundalk? I don't know. Good no. Premier Division, Dundalk play balls at home on Friday. So we kind of want Dundalk, in fairness though, to beat balls to finish fifth, take the pressure off the last game. So we're ahead of balls by That's... three points and, and a few goals. We're, yeah. I think we've got plus four in there, minus two or something. Exactly, Jerry, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Dundalk taking points anyways off, off, off balls. Because uh, you look, yeah. you still want to get that fifth place position, um, regardless of European spots or not. Plus, as well, plus as well, who's to say that the Scottish Challenge Cup won't be back next season? Yeah. So you never know. Fifth will get us into that, and we could get a nice wee trip away to Scotland again. And I'm sure yeah. everybody, you know, it'll be it'll be a great compensation though for not qualifying for Europe. And I'd say we bring some crowd to Scotland if we got an away time. Mm. You know, after the after the the excitement and uh, escapades that we, we got up to abroad, so yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, big thing. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, watch the space. We'll see. And I suppose the final thing you could touch on is St. Pat's game is like the the starting lineup. Well, just because another, I suppose Shane Blaney might be injured, but you mentioned earlier on like. In a glance, he's a very capable replacement. As was Bar Blaney, who probably could be out for the game. Just would you go for the same starting eleven that starts the last day? I would. Um, obviously, Clancy replacing uh, Blaney, but yeah, I would. Yeah, just you know, if you want to get, I know, I think in fairness, to John uh, Russell, he's kind of we were. I know we were crying for players to be thrown in and blood them and blah 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 but he's 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 done it kind of gradually in fairness and I know he said that in, I read that in an interview today but he but he has so you know if wouldn't it be great if you know clans it's not even a case now of where you're throwing them in it's like kind of a case of where they deserve to be in um, and you're not worried about them coming in replacing uh, senior players like Clancy will come in and you know as I said there earlier on in the pod that he was seamless you wouldn't have known that he was a 19-year-old kid that came in and was just, you wouldn't pass any aid. Same with Barlow, he's, you know, um, I suppose, as Sean said, he was lucky enough to get booked in the first half and probably the reason why he was hooped at half-time. But, you know, again, he's doing things way beyond his his years. So, 
yeah, I will go with the same team and put the, the under-19s in and, like, absolutely no no bother to them. And it's great. We're doing things the right way. I know... The one, one other thing I would say as well, lads, is that, you know, the, the way things are going, with Shamrock Rovers having as much money as they have, with Derry having as much money as what they have, with Dundalk's poor... Um, pathway for young players like they, they've absolutely no the only one I can think of is okay in, in the last maybe 10 years that they brought through as a as, as a young player um, your man Malvino probably was the other one and he didn't get much of a runner but anyways like there's a lot of, the more money that comes into the game so I always find that there's always there's always an opportunity to take advantage of a disadvantage right and the disadvantage is that all these top clubs are getting more and more money. And when you get more and more money, it comes more and more pressure. So with that, if you lose a player, the automatic thing is to go out and sign an established player, which, you know, the likes of Shams have Roadstone and places like that spent loads of money on it. In fairness to your man, Wilson, put a lot of money in Durham. Desmond put a lot of money into that for them. But at what point... Our young fellas going to get fed up being like there's no pathway at these clubs. Um, and for me, the advantage is that we have a proven track record forever and a day of bringing young players through and giving them game time. So if you're real, and I suppose if you're realistic about wanting to play football and progress in your career, you know, is Shamrock Rovers, is Derry City, is Dundalk. Uh, the right player, the right club for you. The various parts have a great reputation as well, and they do the same thing. But sometimes, are you better off to maybe come here, get a few less quid, but get the opportunity? And I'd say that as well for established players that have come in um, this season within the team. The likes of Kirk, right? Everybody's saying, oh, he's going here, there, he's going everywhere. Um, and I'm sure there's clubs out there that can offer the likes of him more money than what we can, because at the end of the day, we're a community club and we can spend what we have. Um, but is at this stage of your career, are you, are you not better to come to this club as a young player, or are you, not, are you better to stay at this club as a young player, get game time under your belt, and um, forgo maybe the extra few pop? Because at the end of the day, whether you're getting seven five hundred quid a week or seven hundred and fifty, people say that uh, it's footballers have a, a very short career. Absolutely in Ireland, but. The money is never going to be that much of a game changer of where making a move for an extra 250 quid a week is going to change your life. It's not. Staying and playing football will change your life because it's giving you the opportunity to go, you know, not to, to Shams, but it might give you the opportunity to go abroad uh, and have the career like Owen Doyle has had, like Horak Almond just has, players like that, where we've proved that we, we, we can do it. And, you know, don't just go run for the first move or because you're getting 250 quid extra a week. Stay, enjoy your football, play your football, see where it takes you. 250 quid, I'm really plucking that out of my arse, isn't going to change your life. But if you stay and play football, it actually might. And likewise too, as I said, there's an advantage there for us as a club because we have a proven track record where we can bring young players in, you know, bring them through a system, maybe they offer them education or whatever, you know, and, and game time. Where these, there's going to be, because there's going to be pressure on these. The more money you have, the more, the more pressure. So I think there's opportunities there for us. Donald? Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, definitely, it's not, uh, especially for young people, it's, um, it's not like, like it's, look, it's easy for me to say I'm not a young friend and I, I was never that good at football to be fair or do that anyway. So, like, there's, like, some for the comments that there's promising that some known as theirs, there's one contract sets this, that, the other. Which is sometimes just need to take a step back from the bigger picture, and as Jerry says, like we have a track record of giving players a platform to to produce their talents, to showcase their talents, and and to move on to bigger and better things. And like like Owen Doyle, um, like Park Hammond, like these lads that have gone on to have had fantastic careers, and there's more on top of that. So oh, yeah, like you're you're guaranteed you. Like, if if you're willing to work hard, like you will be, you will be adored at this club, and and you'll never be forgotten. So you know, it's it's not it's look at it's all about. I always think life sometimes is about legacy, 
And, uh, you know, it, 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 sometimes you can't put a price on, on the way people look at you. You can't put a price on the respect people have for you. And there's there's people that have left this club that have played for us. And they've uh, gone on. Richie Ryan, for example. Like, Richie Ryan will be adored. Like, the, 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 any time he ever steps foot in Sligo, he will be treated like royalty because the things that he's done for us. Any player like that, they've, they, they, that have gone on to have great players, but have always shown, been respectful to the club and given give everything in the Rovers jersey, they've always, always been treated with, with nothing but the utmost respect. And, uh, and uh, when they come back here, so, uh, like, there's no reason to say if I... I get I, I got off the tangent, but anyway, the definitely look at this platform there. It's not all about the money. It's uh, it's about showcasing your talent and going out to bigger and better things. If you can do it here against the likes of so-called big clubs here, then there's no reason why you can't do it across the water. So this is the place to be. Just just on Richie Ryan as well. There, like um, you've got players as well that have played here, uh, learned the, the the best part of their their trade here. And have gone on to really big coaching roles. Like Richie Ryan today was appointed first team coach um at the, the, the club he's currently playing for. So that's a, a massive thing for him. You've got the likes of Matthew Blinkhorn, who's at he's a uh, high up at Blackpool. You've got Danny Ventria that's high up at Black uh, Bristol Rovers. Like there's you know, it's not just a case of your playing career, it's also after that, you know, um you know that that creates that opportunity as well. So, and one other thing I'd say as well is that you know to the to any young lad or anything like that, like you know I can get really good um, fake Louis Vuitton wash bags or you know Boss T-shirts. Now they're spelled different. It's B O S S A, stuff like that. So like you know don't worry about it. If you're not getting a huge wage, we can still can still sort out you know the the knockoffs. And I know a few lads around around the town that we can get you sorted out with that kind of stuff, lads. So. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, lad, I think we'll. Not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Cheers, Ronan. Thank you, Donald. Cheers, Ronan. Cheers, Jerry. I was proud. I'm going to doubt one. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. North. They're looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. One, one. It's brilliant, 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 brilliant. Here comes Quigley. And it's there! It's Zagarola 3. St. Patrick's Athletic 2. And that could be the decisive moment in the title race. We will never forget this day.